When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the king of all kings podcast. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Yeah, yeah, you already know the vibes. Yes, those vibes, the J Street Vibes. Here with your main man, Kenny Caraway, Jason Jones in the building. Oh, man, Jason, I, I mean, I don't even know where to begin because for you, it's a long time coming because we, you know, you've been you've been at this for a long time. Um, you know, it, it's been a minute. And here we are. The Raiders won a football game. <laughs> Look at God. Look at God. I mean, they, yeah, I don't know. You know, shout out to Melvin Gordon, you know, helping us out in the first half. You know, you know, shout out to the coaching staff actually drawing up some things to get Devontae Adams open. I can't believe he has so many touchdowns considering I'm always going like, did he ever just wide open ever? But, you know, you know what? I'll take it, you know. Hey. No, the, the the eight game winning streak to, to end the year has to start somewhere. Oh, this is true. You can't you can't win eight until you win the first one, right? But I guess we shouldn't be that surprised. What's this a six straight win over the, the Broncos? Now they they do own the Broncos right now. Yeah, they're the only team to put up I think twenty plus points on the Broncos all year. They did it twice. Mm. Now, as much fun as we're having here, uh, this isn't called. Tropicana Boulevard street vibes, okay? <laughs> or this is not called, you know, we play in Selena's 49ers vibes. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't Tropicana Boulevard, not Avenue. Tropicana Boulevard. This ain't Flamingo okay. Boulevard Drive. Tropicana, I don't think either, but that's okay. I get <laughs> this is J Street Vibes. And, and we talk about, dare I say, the hottest team in the National Basketball Association. Indiana Pacers? Hell no. The Sacramento <laughs> Kings. You better get it right. You better get it right, Jason. You better get it right. That King, boy Tyrese Halliburton out there doing some things, you know. He wants, hey, he's doing some things, you know. No no shade to Tyrese. He balling. The Pacers are balling. No shade to them. But they ain't doing what the Kings are doing right now. They ain't doing what these boys are doing out here in Sacramento, baby. We out here putting up 130, 140, 150, whatever yeah, it is. On the board. It's, it's lit right now. Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all ignorant right now. Y'all, y'all, this is the most, <laughs> you know, this is the most uh ignorant I've seen the fan base ever. <laughs> I mean, y'all, y'all want to run up on everybody right now. Just like, 
Who wants to see the beam team? I'm like, whoa, calm down. Calm down now. It's 15 games in. You know, you can't be trying to, you know, tussle with everybody now. But yeah, I I it's been it's fun to watch. I mean, at the arena last week, the arena had more life than I can remember in quite some time. You you were at the uh the the Nets game, huh? Yeah. 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 Then you know, and then you look at I think the last time they were nine and six was I wanna say um was that Malone's year? It might have been. And that was even a little deceiving because I feel like they were in when they were nine and six, they were in the midst of that long losing streak that ended up getting them fired. The streak started when Demarcus got sick, but yeah. Right. right. So, you know, I don't think Mike Brown will get fired. No. I don't I don't think that's in the cards, you know. So but yeah, this is definitely a interesting time. I mean, like I said the last week, the Kings are not the butt of the joke right now. Well, uh, I mean that's quite the change. You know, they're not the butt of the joke, and everyone's talking about them in a nice way. The beam is like one of the corniest yet funniest yet, yet most galvanizing things I've seen in a long time. Bro, whoever whoever's in control of that you Hey man, gotta gotta give them a little raise, a little Christmas bonus, like Christmas vacation. You know what I'm saying? So again, so they can get their uh get their uh swimming pool that they're getting. Cause that beam, like you said, it's it's kind of one of the it's an ironic thing, right? Like it's kind of corny. Nobody's taking it seriously, but we are having a lot of fun with it, if that makes any sense, right? Like it's a lot of fun to to light light the beam at, at the Golden One Center. And I'm just waiting for them to lose a game and the, the opponent to say, let's light that beam in our color. I know. I, I talked about that on the radio. I said, I prepared all my people for it. I said, look, we have to be ready for that. Because like, if we lose in Memphis or Atlanta, well, Atlanta don't care. But if we lose in Memphis or Boston or something like that, they're going to be telling, they going to start chanting, light the beam. And you got to be able to wear it. You got to be able to wear it because we definitely dishing it out right now. Yeah, because, you know, it's got to be someone real petty, like a Joel Embiid will go on Twitter and ask, "How come the beam isn't you no know, lit?" You know, it's going. It's got to be someone petty. You know, it's got to be who, someone who's next level petty. No, it ain't gonna be, you no, know, I, I left the I left the arena. I didn't see no beam tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's that's coming. I'm just telling everybody, get ready for a Joel Embiid. You know, someone like that. You know, maybe it ain't Embiid. I don't know who it could be, but someone who's extremely petty. You know, I was gonna say it would be KD, but they already got blown out out here so kd won't be back once he gets traded to phoenix or somewhere you know but you know there's going to be somebody with a high level of petty pointing out there's no beam but enjoy enjoy the beam while it's lit hey you know i gotta I, i gotta be able to take that if that happens because if i can make tweets that say hey make at team bagley walk over there and light that beam up tonight light that shit up for me playboy (laughs) well yeah, you out of control. Yeah, you out of control. He wanted to be courtside in the Blue Pistons joint. He had to come and he wanted to be part of the show. I ain't got no problem with that. He's cheering his son on. He wanted to be part, he wanted to be part of the show, so we made him part of the show. Resident Marvin Bagley Jr. You know, yeah. <laughs> see, y'all getting y'all getting out of control now. See, y'all, you know, talking about go make Marvin's dad light the beam. What's next? I mean. I want Spencer Halls to light the beam. Oh hell no! I want to light it. We, 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 we have yeah, when they play the Thunder because that's the Sonics' former team. So we we can have Spencer Halls. The so these kids don't even don't know who the Sonics are. No, they really look at that as like, like uh, you know how they wear the the um, what are they called? The T-shirts with like a Lee on it, and you know, mm-hmm. and, and big point. That's how they look at Sonics gear. 
they were looking at it as like the screen paint. Oh yeah, this is ironic. Like uh, the the Buffalo Braves or something like that. It's like Mitchell and Ness. It's like you know, wow, we got Sonics gear. Who were they? Wow. Like I'm trying to think of my kids. My kids probably never saw the Sonics play. Moda's kid is 14. He never. He never what was it? Was it 2007? Whatever it was, the year after KD got drafted, because mm-hmm. the year they drafted Russ, technically Russ got drafted by the Sonics mm-hmm. and never went there because mm-hmm. KD played one year there. So it's been a minute. Yeah. Well, look, no need to talk about a defunct franchise. Let's talk about the Sacramento Kings, who are balling. Okay, who are balling? Mm-hmm. Six wins in a row. They're nine and six. We're recording this on a Monday night. There's been a couple of losses. When they when they woke up on Monday morning, they were the fifth seed. Now they're gonna wake up tomorrow. And as we record this, I'm you know just keeping it fully transparent. There are four right now. I don't know what the Jazz lost because it looks like they're about to lose to the Clippers. I don't know what that's gonna do. Kings might be third. And you know what? I don't know if you don't care, but hey, it's fun to talk about. <laughs> I, I could give I could give a damn if they're third or fourth before Thanksgiving. I, I, I'll say as a Laker fan, I remember a couple of years ago they were seventeen and three. You know where they finished seventh. What year was that? Was that the Luke Wall near twenty one? Twenty one. Remember they 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 were seventeen and three after the championship. Uh, LeBron got hurt. Remember that that was the year that LeBron was on the MVP pace, and then he rolled his ankle. Yeah, your boy, your boy from uh, Atlanta, uh, oh, did, Solomon, did, Solomon, huh? did the uh, did like the shield uh, take out, <laughs> take out went straight, you know, took his ankle out. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, that t- that Lakers team wasn't deep. This Kings team is deep. All right, they go 10, 11 deep, and we we don't want no injuries. I'll, I'll say that. We'll knock on whatever I need to knock on right now. But you know, th- this team, this Kings team. We talked about it before, Damien, Damien, Jason. <laughs> any any way you want it, they can give it to you. You want to get in a shootout, we can do that. If you want to just two-point, we can do that. We got Sabonis and Fox being able to hit it from the two. Herter and, and Malik Monk and uh, and Keegan Murray and Terrence Davis, you guys can hit the three-point shot. They are going to score every single time out. Number one scoring team in the league right now. Uh, number one field goal percentage team in the league right now. They are going to score. I, I talked about this earlier on the uh, on the show, but I just want to run down these these totals. You know, the Orlando. We'll start with the Orlando game. One twenty six, one sixteen against the Warriors. One twenty seven against the Cavs. One twenty against the Lakers. One twenty two against the Warriors. One fifty three against the Nets. One thirty against the Spurs. One thirty seven against the Pistons. They're going to put up numbers, man. They're going to put points up. Yeah, they really – I mean, it's kind of – I mean, that's the most fun thing about it. Just you just look up and go, they got 100 and what already? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, they like – I said, it gives me Don Nelson vibes at times where it's hmm. like you know that, you know, when you get out there, there's going to be a whole lot of points scored. You don't know who's going to score them, but there's going to be a lot of points. It reminds me a lot of watching those Nelly teams where they would just put up crazy numbers, you know. Now the the question becomes when you're putting up those numbers, where do you finish, you know, in the standings? 
because mm-hmm. those Nelly teams weren't in the top three, <laughs> but right. they they were they sure as hell were fun to watch with Monte and Stack Jack and Harrington and Matt Barnes. All oh, they were fun as hell to watch. Yeah, and, and that's what I told. Um, we had Matt Barnes on the show the other day, and I told him I was like, you know, it kind of reminds me of this we believe team where it's not. I mean, De'Aaron Fox is playing at All Star level. Sabonis is playing at All Star level, sure, but it's not like you have Giannis. It's not like you you know have Jason Tatum on the squad right now. You've got all star level level caliber players, but you surround them with guys like Herter and, and Terrence Davis and Malik Monk and Harrison Barnes is well, starting to wake, wake up now. Keegan Murray and these guys remind me of Matt Barnes, the um, Beatrice and Stack Jack and uh, and and who else, um, Jason Richardson was on that team and Al Harrington. These yeah. guys that were really really good players got in a good system that that highlighted highlighted all their strengths and they turned into this offensive force and that's that's kind of what it reminds me of right now. Then you get an All Star caliber point guard and Baron Davis dropped in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. kind of kept that thing going. So yeah, I mean, there's I mean. When you just watch them going off, there's a lot to like. I mean, the ball moves, they pile up assists, they can make the three, they get into the lane, they shoot well inside the from the mid. I mean, they there's not an area they don't score from. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a track meet with them. You know, you're gonna get up there. It's gonna be up and down, up and down. And I think the key to that is also is uh, you've always wanted to play that way with De'Aaron, but they mm. they never got him the guys to go with him to do that. Mm. It was. I remember there were times that he'd get frustrated. Like they want me to push the ball, but these guys can't run with me. Hmm. Now cool. they got who can run cool. with him. Oh, Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you got guys who can run with him. Now you now you know you got a uh, Malik Monk. A, you know, and if they're not cutting to the basket, you got guys who can fan out to you know who are threes for threats. Like uh, you, no one's leaving Kevin Herter. No oh, man. I mean that that's looking like one of the probably one of the maybe the best trade of the offseason. Yeah. yeah. In terms of what they mm-hmm. gave up, you know, you know, they made that 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 pick next year might end up being a, a first round pick they give up, but I think if you're the Kings and say you make the playoffs this year, you know, the next two seasons, you'll gladly give up a, a pick for what Kevin Herter's given you. Mm-hmm. Cuz they gave I mean they've traded players and gave up stuff and gotten nothing back really. So you take that and, and with that trade as well, that I always, you know, hear people talk about, they always like, I oh, give a first round pick. Yeah, I understand. They're valuable. You don't want to give up first round picks, but there's two things to it. Like you said, if it conveys, that means you're in the playoffs. So yeah. success. And number two, um, that's a 2024 first round pick in this 2023 draft. Not saying that 24 is like slouches, but this 2023 draft, this is the one that's like, looking like an all-timer, you know? So yeah. we were still able to stay in this draft. Like, it would it'd feel a little different if they had the 2023 pick that they gave up. But being able to stay in this draft and have that pick be a 2024 pick, it's to me, it's just not that bad. Yeah, and like I said, for what, you get, for what you gave up in terms of, you know, who was on your team, you gave up a guy who's not even in the league right now. Mm-hmm. I mean – so, I mean, you really can't complain about, you know, that deal. I just think that's really – you look around the league and teams that made trades, obviously, you know, getting the Donovan Mitchell trade is going to be number one. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just impact, 
Kevin Herter have to be what number two or I can't think of another trade where I go, wow, I don't, I don't think the Rudy Gobert trade is mm-hmm. that, that hasn't done anything for them except do what we all expected, which was to make them a confusing team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody else outside of Minnesota says, you know what? Let's pair Rudy Gobert and put Cat at the four. That'll be <laughs> just fine. You know, I don't think yeah. anyone else outside of them thought that was going to work, you know. But I look around some of the deals that got made. Has there been, outside of Donovan Mitchell, a more impactful tr- a deal at this point? I can't think of one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Somebody goes up in the comment and tell me I'm an idiot. Don't you forget about this trade over here. But I can't think of one. Yeah, J- Jeremy Grant, no. That's, that's not a, a good point. That's, that's a good one. one. That's, that's a good one. But Kevin Herter may lead the league in three-point shooting this year. But uh, Portland may be a better team, so I mean. They might be. They might be, but right now they're not. They're probably the three most impactful trades, I guess you could say. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Yeah, I mean, we can't dismiss what what Portland's doing. No, no, Portland is doing a good job. And I think, you know, Jeremy, you know, I think you were Kevin Herter talking about a role player, a high-level one, but, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, Jeremy Grant was brought in to be the second-best player on that team. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think yeah, I would probably make I would probably bump Kevin Herter down to three. Then they also gave up nothing for Jeremy Grant. I think it was like a second rounder or something like that. I mean, it was it was it was very minimal, yeah. and I think everyone was going. That's all it took to get him. Right. But he's also the last year of his deal. Right, right, right. And I that's mean, it's, it's other Herter thing comes into play where he's I think in the second year of a four year deal or something like that. Yeah, so, I mean, there's other factors that go into it. You know, I mean, Jeremy Grant. You know. I think Jer- the price for Jeremy Grant was higher before the trade deadline last last season because you okay. got that season and a following. Right. Now, right. those things don't matter. But like I said, for all the bad trades the Kings have made in the last few years, the last couple of major ones they made, you can't complain about. You know, the Sabonis deal. I mean, people will complain about the Sabonis deal, but for what they needed to do, you know, as much as I liked Tyrese and De'Aaron, they weren't going nowhere with that backcourt. No. Nah. Because you had two guys, you know, neither one of those guys is a, you know, it, both of them are alpha males on the court. You weren't going to, you were just going to have two guys, you know, either Tyrese wasn't going to be himself or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Both of them played better without the other one. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> and we talked about that trade a little bit on the show. I mean, we mentioned it on this show just a little while ago. Indiana's playing really good. Tyrese is balling. He's looking like a potential all-star. De'Aaron Fox is balling. Has his team playing really good, looking like a potential all-star. DeMontis Sabonis is balling, looking like a potential all-star. I know there's always the trade uh, grades and who won this and that. Hey, man, it's a win-win for everybody involved, man. Everybody is playing really well. Both franchises have benefited from it. This This is a good trade for everybody involved. I agree. And I think, uh, I mean, uh, when I said it last year, it sounded harsh, but it's the truth. The Kings traded their backup point guard for Sabonis. Mm. I mean, you know, I know he was Tyrese was starting, but essentially this the moment that they signed De'Aaron to that max extension, Tyrese is now expendable. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they would actually do it, but for what they got back in return, hey, I think, you know, Hey, they both were they both were uh, player of the week this week in the NBA. Yeah, Kyrie's and you know, so, <laughs> so maybe you know, God, you know, like I said, for all some of those terrible trades and signings they made, you know, 
whether it's be, you know, we're going to give, you know, an Aaron Aflalo a big contract or whether it's going to be we're going to bring in Marco Bellinelli, who then decides he wants to be an ISO player, oh whether gosh. it's the Dwayne Deadman deal. I mean, what, you know, there's just so many bad deals they've made and bad trades. It's just I say just enjoy this. I mean, wouldn't I mean, just a year ago, we were all trying to figure out why in the hell they traded the lawn right. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm like okay well, this doesn't make sense you know so hey you got some deals that make sense yeah yeah absolutely absolutely now jason it's not all roses here in sacramento feels like it's all roses but some people say it's not all roses one of those people is that one of those people are the head coach uh mike brown and we'll talk about what was uh kind of irritating him after the loss on sunday and many yeah, others as well right. When they, we, won, hey, they won on Sunday. They didn't lose. They won on Sunday. They won. After the loss, I'm like, who they lose to? Like, I said the loss on Sunday. Well, they don't. They don't lose. They don't yeah. lose. So I, I, that don't, that's not even in our vocabulary. The Kings don't lose. So, They're not losing again this season. Ain't happening. So uh, we'll talk about that. Six, six in the season. I'm calling it. Uh, I'm with it. I'm with it. We'll talk about that uh, when we return on J Street Vibes. It's Kenny Carraway's Jason Jones. J Street Vibes. Back here on J Street Vibes, Kenny Carraway, Jason Jones here giving you all everything you need to know about the Sacramento Kings, the red hot Sacramento Kings. And we talked about, you know, all the good things that are going on with the Sacramento Kings. They're scoring um, at an unbelievably pace, unbelievable pace. They're one of the top scoring teams we've seen in recent memory, let alone this year. Like they're, they're, they're putting them up. Um, you know, the play of De'Aaron Fox, the play of DeMontis Sabonis, everything has been um, peachy here in Sacramento. But there are some things that are starting to concern a number of different people, including the head coach, Mike Brown. I read off um, some of the numbers from the Kings scoring totals the last uh, six, seven games or so. Mm -hmm. Let me read you some of the points they're giving up in those games, 123 to Orlando, 113 to the Warriors, 120 to the Cavs, 114 to the Lakers, 115 to the Warriors, 121 to the Nets, 112 to the Spurs, and 129 to the Pistons. Defense, defense, defense has been non-existent um, for the majority of the game for the Kings in some of these some of these outings. Jason Jones, what do you say about the other side of the ball with the Sacramento Kings. It's God awful. <laughs> it's not I mean, awful. I mean, you've allowed, I mean, you, you gave up that many points to the Pistons without Cade Cunningham. And what it, and to me, not just that game, what troubles me when you watch them is that teams that are bad shooting teams become good shooting teams against them. The mm. Pistons have been this season, a bad offensive team. Mm. You couldn't hold me that the other day. They played the Lakers. The Lakers were like making like, you know, what, four, like terrible from the three-point line. They were at 50% around most of that game. Teams that do not shoot well see Sacramento as a chance to, we can finally find some offense. And what happens is there's going to be nights where those shots don't fall. Mm. What you going to do then? And that's my, and that's my concern because even Mike Brown said in the article on the athletic, you get to game 30, game 40, you're going to have way more nights where, you know, the energy's not there. You're on the road. Mm -hmm. You know, when those shots aren't falling, you got to be able to stop somebody. 
mm-hmm. because you're not going to put up 130 a night. And to me, I just don't like that the way that their defense allows teams that struggle on offense to feel like we can come in there and get right. We may not stop them, but we know we got a chance to stay in the game because they're going to let us get 115, 120. Mm. And I, I, that to me, in terms of the long, you know, the big picture long term, they got to get that under wraps. I mean, they've shown incremental improvements. You know, they're getting from late game stops. But even during this stretch, you know, some of those closer games, you haven't, you know, Detroit, without, especially without K, they don't have like that guy yet. You know, Ivy's a rookie. You know, I don't know if you consider Sadiq Bay that type of guy. You know, you can get away with it a little bit sometimes in, in these games. But like when you're going on this trip, you're going to see some monsters on this trip. Mm. You know, maybe not the first game due to injury, but you're going to you, at least two of them stops. Oh, for you sure. Guys who you got some guys saying I can get 50 on them. Mm. You know, I'm thinking of at least three guys, four who can get 50 on this trip. And, so, you know, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility that Trey Young can go 50 on these guys. No, for sure. Or Dante Murray or a Tatum or a Jalen Brown. You know, depending on what Jalen's focusing on or what he's, you know, what he's doing. Uh, you know. They ran out an interesting Sunday afternoon. I know that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Those were not the cues at the game. Yeah. Is Jalen a cue? No. Oh, because no, side note, back before I get to the Kings, Jalen, could you get a could you get a better lie than I thought that was the cues about to do a step show outside the game? Can we get a better lie? <laughs> Come on, man! I thought it was the cues outside. Showing support for <laughs> was not, I, I saw that and I, I never thought that was the cues. I mean, I know they got the colors there, but like, no, I didn't, that didn't cross my mind that the cues. I, I did not see that. Go, that's a step show about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. What I'm just saying is that what concerns me is that defensively, especially going on this trip. You, you you have the potential for you got four all star caliber players on two of these stops, and when you play defense the way they've played defense most of the year, who knows who can go off for Memphis? Mm. There may you know there may not be you know a Desmond Bain or a nor a John Morant, but you defend like this, Dylan Brooks will go for forty on you. Mm. You know it's it's not it's not you know it, it's not you know crazy to think that that can't happen. And right. I just think you don't want to put yourself in situations where teams feel confident offensively over the court. Because even think De'Aaron said in the article, once you get an NBA guy going, it's hard to shut him off. Right. So you right. can't allow these guys. And these guys go out there figuring, okay, playing Sacramento, this is going to be fun. And it reminds me of, in the bad way, how teams felt against those Nelly teams. Mm-hmm. They felt like the way they play – I've been struggling. I'm getting right tonight because they don't care about stopping me. Mm. Now, now here's the thing, and and I d- don't disagree at all. Like I, obviously, I got two eyes right now. <laughs> they they've got to, they've got to play better defense. Like it's it's not up to par, and that goes without saying. But there's a couple things here. Number one, and I'll we'll, we'll take it piece by piece. I'll just ask you the first question: How much of the point total? is a product of the 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 pace and the style of the game, right? Like the the Kings are scoring 130 
they're they're not the the ninety six Bulls, so it's not they're going to score one thirty and hold teams to eighty five. Like oh, the game is playing, they gonna get up and down. And a part of and and you want to you don't want to rely too heavily on it, but I think part of their defense is the pressure they put on teams without a score. So you know you get up and down. That's what we do. We're going to keep scoring. We're gonna we're gonna see if you can keep up and. I'm of the belief. I think there, there's going to be enough times where teams can't keep up, and that's going to be enough to win you regular season games. Now, you play the Boston's, you play the the Memphis and Phoenix and things of that nature. Especially if you're fortunate enough to get into a playoff series, you, you can't. You're not going to be able to do that. They'll figure out some things. But night to night, when you know teams are three games and five nights, and they ain't even really paying attention. Yeah, you can run up and down with somebody, and 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 these these teams aren't going to keep up. But in your opinion, how much of the style of play for the Kings has to do with these point totals, as opposed to they just don't play defense? I think if I do a percentage of it, probably about 40 percent is the style of play. What concerns me about the Kings is the the percentages they give up. They're near the bottom of the league in field goal percentage allowed, three point percentage allowed points in the paint allowed mm-hmm. you know to me that's you know it's when you when you play at that pace you can't really get wrapped up in the numbers of well they gave up 114 points okay they're going you know they scored 124 they won by 10 so okay mm-hmm. you, you, you live with that but when i look at some of those percentages i'm just like you know like i said you got bad three-point shooting teams shooting 50 or, or above from three mm-hmm. that can't continue to happen you can't you know because even I remember even back in the day with the Kings, you know, during the heyday, people would say, well, they don't play defense. Those teams actually did. You look at the mm-hmm. percentages they gave up. They weren't, you know, near the bottom right now. And I can say it's only 15 games, but to be like 28, 29, 30 in efficiency, talking about points allowed, field goal percentage allowed, three-point yeah. percentage allowed, the, the, they become a slump buster. Like, if mm-hmm. I'm struggling shooting, I'm getting good looks tonight. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. thing is, they've been able to kind of get, get by in the fourth quarter late, you know, in some of these games and, you know, get enough stops to win. But some nights, those guys are going to be hot. They're not going to cool off in the fourth. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you think you want to give, you think you want to take a chance with Jason Tatum like that? I don't mm-hmm. think so. So at some point, you have to bring those percentages down. I mean, it's great that they can shoot 50%. But when the opponent is also shooting 50%, it's going to be, you know, you're going to have problems. And I like that. I like that they can get timely stops, but I also know that 15 games into a season is different than 50 games. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to figure out how not to be the team that lets teams shoot 40% and above from three every night and then mm-hmm. let them shoot 50 from the field. Cause then you put yourself in a situation where, you lose a couple of games on a couple of bad calls because that team has been able to kind of get going and stay in the game for the entire game. So I, wow. the pace is part of it, but those percentages, I just, I, I can't get with those percentages. The uh, in the Pistons game um, with five minutes to go in that game, they were down 124, 119. They finished the game on an 18 to three run. And what's even more impressive for that for that stat to me is the three, right? 
You mm-hmm. showed that when you buckle down, you can play better defense than what you have been playing the previous 43 minutes. You've got to find a way. I know they're not – that's just not the personnel they have. That's not who they are. We talk about the pace. They're not going to do that for 48 minutes. But if you can – I don't know. If you can find five to ten minute spurts to do that each quarter, you know, that'll that'll help the – like you talk about the percentages go down – and also put you in a situation with how you score for the Sacramento Kings where, you know, you can extend the lead. You can get a lead from 5 to 12 and give you some breathing room going into the second half or into the fourth quarter or something like that. So I, I think realistically that should be, you know, the, the immediate goal for these guys is, you know, that five-minute stretch that you had in the fourth quarter against Detroit – if you can have that five minute stretch in the in the second quarter or, or right before the half or something like that, in in multiple games, maybe that can you know be your be your building block to being a better defensive team. They're gonna have to do that, but like I said, Detroit, you know, down their best player, you might be able to get away with that. You start playing better teams and teams that maybe know themselves better. You're not gonna get away with trying, you know. I'm going to try to lock you down the last five minutes. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to figure out how to, like you said, do that. You know, maybe you start focusing on, we just close the quarter, the last two minutes strong. You know, you know, maybe you you do it in little increments, but you got to figure something out because what I don't like from a Kings perspective is teams look so confident offensively against them. Mm -hmm. Like they just look like, okay, we're going to get ours tonight. Yeah. And, And 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 it, it's a dangerous game to play over the course of 82 games. It, it works right now. You know, part of it is sometimes you catch, you know, say, you know, you catch a team, you know, second night of a back-to-back, three or four, three and five. You're going to run them guys off the court. It's, mm-hmm. it's similar to what Denver and their heyday would do to people. Mm-hmm. Maybe if, they're sit, if Denver was sitting at home waiting on you, get ready for a track meet. Yeah. And they, they can do that, but I just think, you know, over the course of a season, you want to see – they're like I said, they're they don't have to be a top ten defense, but if they're at least, I mean, at least yeah. slightly below average. Yeah, be at least be under twenty. Yeah. So you can't be twenty eighth and expect, you know, and then wonder why in April, you know, why you're not in the plan or you're not in the playoffs. Well, it's because you give up one hundred and thirty points. You know, yeah. so you know you don't want that to be the reason why you miss out. So I think if they can just kind of incrementally move up a little bit, you can't be near 30 all year and expect to, you know, to end the playoff drought. Right. Yeah, I feel you. Um, we got one more thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about this three-game road trip coming up uh, where they go to Memphis, Atlanta, and Boston. I want to get into that. We're going to take a quick break, and then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that road trip and, and, and get out of here before the Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. It's Kenny Caraway. It's Jason Jones. J Street Vibes. We're coming right back. Yeah, yeah. Back here on J Street Vibes. It's closing things out here before the Thanksgiving holiday. Are you a big Thanksgiving guy? I mean, I guess who isn't a big thing? We all like to eat, but are you like big on like, you know, the, the turkey and the cranberry sauce? And the, is it is it stuffing or um What's the- <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm eating it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Stuffing, dressing. I guess I like dressing more than stuffing, I guess. I mean, I, you know, like I don't know. What, what are we calling it, though? What are we calling it? 
I don't know. Like I said, it's getting eight either way. So I don't worry about that. You know, I'm, you know, I, used, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of just like, I'm, I, I try not to, you know, overdo it, you know, just, I mean, it's a, for me, it's more about having the, you know, the extended weekend, mm-hmm. watching some football. We yeah. got some WWE this weekend too. So to me and the oh. kids can chill, oh, you, know, yeah, you know, you know, as long as I got to watch cow basketball, I should be all right. Oh, well, at least you guys got the ax. Yeah, we got the we got the axe, and they probably need to axe some other people because <laughs> my God, did you know that there's a Texas State San Marcos? What? Wait, wait, it, San Marcos in Texas, Texas State San Marcos. No, well, they beat Cal. They beat Cal tonight in basketball in Berkeley. <laughs> Yo, come on, man! What's going on with Cal, man? After on, Southern, man. which had never beaten a Pac-12 school ever came in and molly whopped us and cal had to rally to try to make it close <laughs> on the heels of in berkeley who are they recruiting my son he's 10 i don't know what's going on because this is ridiculous i'm like <laughs> i'm gonna throw my invisalign at him i don't know what to do this is this is i'm like I'm like can they win a game this year <laughs> oh, oh, blah 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 i was gonna come back from injury man would you want to come back to this Nah, I might be in a transfer portal. I might be like, you know happening. what? I'm cool. I'm cool. I don't want. No, nah, I'm cool. Y'all can have this. This is this is uh, unacceptable. Bring back what's his name, Cuzzo? Conzo. Yeah, bring him back. Nah, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> he was the coach when you had the assistant coach who thought it would be okay to sexually proposition a reporter. So, no, no, you can't. No, you can't bring him back. You know, I, I mean. That's I mean, what's my, what's my homie Ben Braun doing? I mean, my God, this is just get Ben Howland back out here. How are you in the state of California and you can't field a team to beat Texas State San Marcos? It's inexcusable. I'm it's like, inexcusable. your backup should be able to beat them. Mm. This, is to, this, is, this is Cal. This isn't. This is this is one of the storied uh, programs in the history of college basketball and the Pac-10, the Pac-12. All this. This is Cal. This is not. Some little uh, Division One Double A. They've lost to two UC schools and not UCLA. <sighs> Davis, Man. San Diego. I mean, like I said, I'd be, I'd, I'm, God forbid, they got to play Santa Barbara or Merced, or you know, I mean, God, I'm, I'm sorry, Merced. This they, will not, they will not ruin my, they will not ruin my holiday. I will not yeah. watch them. They will not ruin my holiday. I don't care if the football. I don't. I, you know, they, they, they Stanford. I can live with the results on Saturday against UCLA, but that basketball team shall not make me go crazy. And and, and one basketball team that uh, won't ruin my holiday because I have supreme confidence in them that they'll show up is the Sacramento Kings with the way they've been playing. And they got a nice little stretch here starting tonight. You guys will be hearing this on Tuesday. Starting tonight in Memphis. Last we heard, probably no jaw, definitely no uh, Desmond Bain, but Jaron Jackson Jr. is back. Um, Trey Jones, I like, or Tyus Jones, I like the way he plays at the point guard position. So they're still going to have some ball players out there. Dylan Brooks, you mentioned him. They're, they're always ready to play in Memphis. So, uh, and last year they were something like 20 and one with John Moran out. So, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, so you get, you get in Tyus Jones with no break. I mean, they're going to, they're still going to play. Yeah, absolutely. You got Memphis tonight, back to back in Atlanta 
uh, with Trey Young and and, and you well, know, the all flu you get down there. I forget. What yeah, you got to be careful. Luckily, they just, luckily it's I'm a back to back, right? They just go straight to the hotel. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, there was a time where I, before an Atlanta trip, you'd see players in the in the uh, locker room getting one dollar bills ready. Oh, I just geez. think that they were going to be going. To, I was like, I don't know what that's for. It must be for charity. I mean, I don't understand why you need one dollar bills. Oh, I said, oh, you're gonna see a lot of kids. So every kid gets a dollar. Okay, that's why you need such a big stack of them. Okay, I get it. <laughs> so they got to be careful for the bucket uh, flu, and then they get Thanksgiving. But then right after that, on their Black Friday, they got to go to Boston. And the only, I don't shouldn't say the only team, but we'll just say it for argument's sake. The only team that I feel can, like, put as many points up as the Kings. Because they do. <laughs> They're second in the league in scoring. Like, they, they get buckets. They have an MVP candidate in Jason Tatum. They've got another all-star in, in Jalen Brown. They are the real deal right now. So three Three games on the road for the Sacramento Kings team who was feeling really good about themselves, but now they get an opportunity to test themselves outside of the Golden One Center. Somebody asked me earlier, they said, look, you know, what, what you what you looking for in these in these three games? I'm gonna be ambitious, man. Two and one. Two and one. I don't know which two. Two and one. They're playing that good of basketball right now. Mm, I'm gonna say one and two. Okay. It's not the worst thing in the world. I'm going to say it's a road trip during the holidays, mm. you know, with a trip to Atlanta, you know, Atlanta, <laughs> which I've seen many a player go to Atlanta, you know, go to Waffle House way too late, <laughs> get back from Waffle House like five, six in the morning. For whatever reason, they're just sluggish the next game. I don't know why. I mean, maybe – no, they ate too much at Waffle House. I don't know what else they to do in Atlanta that late at night. I mean, I'm I'm dumbfounded what they could have possibly been doing in Atlanta late at night. Could have been on Beach Street. I go to Atlanta. I go to my I go to my hotel room. I don't partake. Like, you know, just hotel room. You know, watch a good movie or something like that. Call, call my call girl up. You know, go get some Waffle House. Something simple. <laughs> go to Jr. Cricket and get some wings. Back to the oh, room. Yeah, I've been there before. That's some good wings. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I hear they have some other places that serve wings, but I I'm not sure about those places. You know, I heard those wings are good too. Yeah, I, I've heard. You know, my I got the guy named Lou Williams went there and got some wings. I heard. I don't know. I mean, I guess they're open late too. So if you can't get to Waffle House, maybe <laughs> open late there. Yeah. But, then you, but then you get to the game and you got Trey Young and Dejounte Murray, mm. and mm. then you have our friend Bogey. Bogey's hurt though. Again, God, yeah, he's hurt. At least he was tonight when I saw them playing against. The, I never know with Bogey because you, you'll see that he's out, and then he'll play the next game, and then it's like I'm always hoping that he's not hurt. Yeah, because that I mean I like him a lot. You know, just personally, he's a cool dude, and Bogey's that dude. Yeah, Bogey ain't played the last few games. Well, I'm hoping he they can get him back on the court, but yeah, he oh he ain't played in a while. Never mind. <laughs> he ain't gonna be there on Wednesday. I know that. Yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna. Yeah, well, they can go say hi to Bogey. You know, yeah, man, that that sucks. You know, I was like, you know, I was hope. I'm always pulling for Bogey. Clearly, as you can tell, I ain't watched a lot of Hawks games lately. Good <laughs> yeah. basketball. I don't know. Let me see what their schedule is. I know they got to win Toronto the other night with that with that buzzer beater. Uh, 
at the end of the game, the Trey Young with the alley oop to to win it. It was crazy. Full court uh inbounds play, Trey Young, alley oop from half court to AJ. I think it was AJ, uh the rookie. Uh, yeah, they're ten and seven right now. So yeah, and, and like I said, Trey is that dude. Dejounte, I mean, you know, John. You know, they they. This is the type of team where you look at them and say, you know what, you know, AJ. They, they, I don't know why I was blanking on AJ Griffin's name. Yeah, you got you got two guys who could conceivably both get twenty and 10, 30 and ten in the same backcourt in the same game. And they've they've had I think that's what twenty and ten games together this year. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, you know. I don't know what you do defensively with that, but you know, probably be a Kevin Herter revenge game for all we know. It could be. It could be. You know, yeah. You know, and I and I and I, you know, I just that that just to me, second night of a back to back. You just flew cross country a couple of days earlier. You play a game in Memphis. You know, I can see what they call those a built-in loss. Mm. Yeah, and I'm then, being ambitious. I'm being very ambitious when I say two and one. I mean one and two. I, I can absolutely see that. I mean, I could. I don't want to say I can see zero and three. Uh, no, no, no. They said, "Look, they got to." I'm not gonna say they should do anything, but you gotta, you gotta win that game against Memphis. I know Memphis is gonna come to play, but if they're down, they're they're two, and I'll put Bain as an All Star because he's playing at All Star level. If they're down their All Star backcourt, I know Tyus Jones is is the real deal. He can flat out play. No disrespect to him. But if you're the Kings, then you got to find a way to you, – you got a gift from the basketball gods, from the scheduling gods. You got to take advantage of it. I, I think if they – You are who you want to be. These are the games you can't lose, and neither are the games they traditionally have lost. No. No. <laughs> these are the games where they let someone else become famous. Like, who is that guy? Well, he's got 27. Mm. So, I'm like, to start the trip, you got to get that one because then it becomes – like I said, then you're going down to Atlanta. Not that Atlanta's unbeatable, but – Atlanta's Atlanta. You know, many of guys have fallen prey to that. And then you go to Boston, which is going to be a different challenge, not just offensively, but you got Marcus Smart. And I can't think of a guard this year that De'Aaron's seen who's going to be as crafty, some would say as dirty, mm. as irritating as Marcus Smart's going to be. Yeah. I don't think they I don't think he's seen anyone quite like that this year. So, and funny things happen in Boston with the Kings. Yeah. You know, I've seen some weird things happen in Boston with them. So yeah. that's, you know, and then between Brown and Tatum, that challenge is one of their, you know, maybe their weaknesses in terms of wing perimeter defense. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, if you start the game out, you got to think either Ke- Keegan Murray is either going to have Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown at some point. Mm. I say time to go to the learning tree. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see this guy at Iowa. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's you know, for so sure. there's going to just be some. I mean, it could, it, that, that's a game where it could be a rough night for some of the guys, just because of the the unique matchups that Boston can present. Just with, you know, with their length and their ability to score. Like I said, you know, Malcolm. Bro, you know, Malcolm Brogdon playing. I mean, make sure he's still playing. You know, I have this weird streak of everybody I mentioned is hurt. <laughs> no, I think he played. Tonight, yeah, he played tonight against Chicago. Yeah, so I mean, this is a pretty, you know, no, this is a pretty complete team. Yeah, yeah you know, sure. I mean, well, and I wasn't sure how they would react to not, you know, to the whole email Doka, we lose our coach right before camp thing, but they seem to be doing just fine. 
Yeah, they absolutely are, man. And so are the Kings, Jason. So are the Kings. It's going to be a nice little uh, matchup for them on all three games, man, to see, to test themselves. And right now, nine and six, uh, as we speak, the Jazz did lose to the Clippers, but that Clippers win catapults in catapulted them above the Kings. So the Kings are now back down to fifth out of fourth. They were in fourth for about two hours. It was good to see. But now they're back down. You you, you jinxed it. You needed the Clippers. I did. That's that's my mistake. You know, but you got to jockey for position now, you know. Hey, where they are right now could, you know, completely change where, yeah. Wow, Utah's still in first. Everybody, it's just a big old log jam from like one to 11. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, yeah. Every, that's why I'm, always, I'm laughing. They were like, well, we're in this spot. I'm like, you realize from one to ten, it's a two-game separation. Uh, settle down, Jason. Nobody cool. knows. Nobody cares about the details. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll shut up. <laughs> Things are going to win a championship. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I'm, 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 I'm completely sorry. You know, hey. <laughs> hey according to this, you know, shoot. The, you know, well, Houston's eight games out of the top spot. The Lakers are five. Wow. Right now, the Warriors are eleventh. You know that 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 may hold up for another couple of days. I don't know. I don't know. That's all another conversation about what they'll be able to do. I know Clay yeah. forty one, but it was on the Rockets. Then yeah. he didn't play today, and they just got smacked by the Pelicans. Nobody played though. But, yeah, you know that. Once again, this 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 not um. It's not uh, Market Street vibes here. It's it's J Street vibes. We're not going to we're not going to focus on, you know, the, the little details <laughs> like the, the put it in the air. Put put it in the air. Light know. the beam. Light the beam. So Jason, we uh we will be back next Tuesday with the new episode. We're going to be off for Thanksgiving. Everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um enjoy some Kings basketball. And Jason, tell where tell them where they can find you, man, and what you got working on right now. Uh, you got me on Twitter at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones. Got IG right there, Mr. Jones LBC, theathletic.com. Working on some uh some different things. Got a little thing uh done with the uh, Shaq's uh, documentary that he's got coming out, working on some stuff with that. Uh working on some wrestling type stuff again. Nice. And got some nice little shoe ideas we're working on. I got a bunch of stuff in the pot right now. So, you know, whatever comes out first comes out first. So, but yeah, I'm working on we're working on some different things over at the athletic on the culture vertical. Yeah. Let's have a little have a little fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So stay tuned uh to what my main man Jay got going on. Uh you can find me at IMK Diddy on Twitter and on Instagram and on ESPN 1320 out here in Sacramento, D-Lo and KC, 12 to 4 every Monday through Friday. And on Tuesdays, if you guys like what you're hearing right now, you get a little dose of that when Jason Jones, he comes on the show every Tuesday at about 3.20. And we talk Kings, a little basketball, a little culture. Have a good time, man. You know the vibes. Co-host Ricky Starks, you know. At the- <laughs> Ricky Starks. He does look just like Ricky Starks. Yeah, he had, he had a big win last weekend. He had a big win. He matched the tournament. Is like, he still? Is he still a baby face? I believe so. Come on, man. That's just terrible. Ricky Starks is a heel. They need to stop with this nonsense. And man, I don't think I'm going to watch until I see him as a baby. I saw him. I saw him a couple of weeks ago. Uh, in a match, and he, you know he's in his baby face role, and I said, "This is trash. I don't even want to watch this." Yeah, but you know, sometimes the fans turn you face. Yeah, they like you, but I'm like, 
But yeah, they like you because you're a jerk. Why is he now like not cheating anymore? Yeah, no, no, no. I need to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. AEW needs to go back to the drawing board with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's neither here nor there, man. Jason, always good catching up with you. We'll be back next week. Everybody have a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Y'all be good. We up out of here. Peace.